Brian, what makes a great thirst trap? Desperation. You really, <laughs> you really need to be at your lowest point. Class is in session. Yeah. You're listening to Angelique Academy Podcast. Do me a favor and subscribe and follow me on IG at Angelique Comedy. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another class at Angelique Academy. I'm Angelie Nian, if you don't already know. I didn't even introduce myself in the first episode, so I apologize. But yeah, in case you didn't know, I'm Angelie. And today's lesson is how to take a thirst trap with a very special guest. I've known him since elementary school when we were cute, when, we were, when both of us were cute Catholic school kids. Um, he's a stand-up comedian and writer in New York City and a thirst trap aficionado. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Brian Body. Woo. What's up? We were taking thirst traps as little seven-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, we're like well-versed in uncodec disposable cameras. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember those disposable cameras. Those were the best. I wasted so much money on those things. And like, did you ever get them developed? I always went to Walgreens, like the local Walgreens. To get them do you want to know what's crazy? Is I worked at a Walgreens photo developing center for you a do. summer. No yeah, way. between freshman year and sophomore year of college, yeah. Oh. It was wild. Actually, not really. It was just interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see some questionable photos? Actually, no. But <laughs> you would be surprised at how many people, like, gave me photos of, like, their pregnant, like, their childbirth. Oh, wow. What? Like It was, like, very, it was, like, once a week. I was, like, oh. And then after, I was, the first time I was, like, shocked. Uh-huh. And then it happened so often. I was, like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. Like, they're like close-ups of people like babies crowning out of their mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that they took a disposable camera too, because then it's like, can you imagine like giving birth and you hear this like, like the- oh god, <laughs> that's your welcoming to the world. <laughs> wow, disposable cameras, those are the days. Um, all right. With that said, all right, I got a question for you. Uh, let me ask you a question. All right, so take us through your thought process when, yeah, speaking of thirst traps, take us through your thought process when taking a thirst trap, because you got some awesome thirst traps on your Instagram. I'll share some (laughs) right now. Check out his thirst traps. Uh, Brian, what makes a great thirst trap? Desperation. You really, (laughs) you really need to be at your lowest point, and then I just dropped my lighting kit. Sorry. Oh my god. I totally that beautiful and. Uh, start over again. <laughs> this is no, this is a peak behind the scenes. This is <laughs> yeah. what we do it for. BTS. But so you really just like need to um you really just want to have feel so bad and mm-hmm. not bad, but just like you're like you don't care. You just don't yeah. care. And that really for me that happens about once every two to three weeks where I'm just like oh, wow. where I'm like I can I feel really good about myself. AKA I just like I'm so desperate <laughs> for any type of attention or just positive reinforcement and then um, right. that's when it all happens well yeah it's no lie that those the more Instagram likes you get on a certain post like the better you feel I mean who can who can deny that you know <laughs> when in a th- posting like a thirsty 
uh, post of yourself. Like, I mean, I don't know, there's, there's something, yeah, there's the, the desperate part of it, but then there's also the gratifying part of it, just knowing, I mean, if you but, feel good, then yeah. I show it off. But then you, it, it feels good, but then you're just like, but yeah, this is only because I did a thirst trap. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just go back to how you felt before you. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, not, you don't look like that anymore because you're in sweats and your hair is disheveled and your makeup's off. <laughs> yeah. You're like, if they only knew. I know. Uh, but yes, um, I guess. Wait, wait, what's your, when do you do it? Yeah. 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 So, um, so far I think I've posted, well, the most recent thirst trap I posted, um, I was in like this Teddy thing and I'm like on my bed <laughs> of the hotel. Oh, I saw that. My, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like strategic, like, cause you also want to like leave something to the imagination. You just don't want to be spread eagle. And that's <laughs> no, here's the thing is I do. <laughs> You're spread eagle. I mean, to each their own, you know, but yeah, oh, yeah. You have to, but I guess for me, like I want to leave something. So you have to have like, <laughs> you're like slightly covering the naughty bits and like, you just have to have like this seductive look in the camera and stuff like that. That's what yeah. I go for. But. Do you use your hand or do you use like a tripod? I, I like use a timer. Oh yeah. Yep. You know my secrets. So I got a tripod. In fact, I'm, <laughs> what I'm using right now to light this whole thing. I have my tripod and put my phone inside. Got now let me ask on. a follow-up question. Yes. That, that tripod was bought because like you do like entertainment stuff, right? Yes, I try to, try to be a TikToker. Um, yeah, I have a like I have a I have a ring light <clears throat> and ooh. tripod, but like there's there's I feel like what's crazy is like there's people who specifically bought a tripod and ring light for thirst traps and like that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is wild to me. I believe it, um, especially the people with OnlyFans pages. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, but this was specifically for TikTok because I was just like because it there's not going to be, there's always like a piece of furniture that's not going to be at eye level that you can just rest your phone on when you're like trying to do like a TikTok dance or just some funny video or whatever. So like just having a tripod just helps with all that. Just, but makes it the right eye length, you know, all that behind the scenes shit. Totally. <laughs> but I was going to demonstrate. So yeah, as I, as oh. I'm going for it. I'm on bed. Okay. So yeah, like if I were to reenact my thirst trap, so yeah, I was like, so, because I remember this on an episode of uh, America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks was explaining the difference between like photography meant for the male gaze and then photography that's not meant for the male gaze. Just okay. so if you look at like, like for instance, like the Sports Illustrated magazine covers, they're usually like had their legs apart like this, right? Yeah. Like that's for the male gaze, you know? So that's what, why I had that stance. And then you want to leave something to the magic because remember you don't want it to be just spread eagle, right? <laughs> like block the view a little bit, right? Yes. <laughs> You're blocking the view, and then the foot fetish people they can't see your feet. <laughs> oh. oh. So kind of like yeah, leave something something to their imagination. And then I forgot what my other hand. Oh, my other hand was right here. What I regret about the thirst trap though was I didn't have my fingernails done. I feel like that. <laughs> oh my god. Last to it, but then and then you just look at the camera and then do your blue steel. But yeah, that's the strategy. That's that's <laughs> that's like yeah. I love a good like on your knees. <laughs> <I don't> think... <laughs> don't we all? My whole thing is like um. 
I don't know what my whole thing is. I have yet to figure out a pose. Okay, you just and my whole thing is like I try to innovate with every photo, and I'm just like okay. I don't want to give my fans <laughs> <laughs> the same uh, pose over and over again. So I try to like I don't know. I try to like do something weird, but there's only so many poses that a person can do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I'm very limited in my scope. Uh, <laughs> well, you change it up. That's good. I feel like you're unpredictable, so you keep people guessing. Like I do, yeah, and it's like very sporadic because it's like who knows if it's gonna like am I only gonna post it to stories or is it just gonna mm -hmm. be like on the feed, right? Or will it not even be on Insta but on Twitter? Like that's Ooh. that's the thing. It's like there's you kind of. Um, tailor it for wherever it's going to go a little bit exactly because there's more accessibility depending on the social media platform um for that's another thing i was hesitant about before posting that most recent thirst trap is like um because i have like older relatives who also follow me on <laughs> <laughs> and like former like asu professors or teachers that i had <laughs> what how like how and why were they following you on instagram um, I don't know. I think because we were probably Facebook friends first at one point, and then it just like migrated to Instagram. Um, but I feel you like got, more, you like have crushes on any of them. Um, they're like more. They're well. They're like most of them are female. So I think I got yeah. rid of female <laughs> instructors, but there could be some like mentors who are. <laughs> I don't know. Then oh. it's gonna be embarrassing if they see this. But yeah, I was thinking of them. But at the same time, I'm just like if this is enough to like make them unfollow me, I guess it was worth it <laughs> because like, I don't know. I just feel like if you care too much about like what certain people think on who follow you, or like if you care too much about what they think, then you're just going to like hinder who you are on social media when it should be like. Yeah. Um, I hate that. I was, I, I was like that for a long time. I was like, I can't even tweet this because I'm like, it's mm -hmm. so not who I am as a person or not it is who I am as a person but it's not what I think people think I am as a person yeah because it'll tarnish whatever image wholesome image they have of you but it's so much more fun to just like be a little freak like oh yeah fun. like that's like <laughs> that's more fun than I I'm like more more freak than I on social than I am as a person I think <laughs> you're an exaggerated <laughs> of your freakness freak yeah I think we all are yeah I feel like social media is my time to shine just because in my normal everyday life people don't even know I'm there because <laughs> I just don't draw try to draw that much attention to me to myself unless it's intentional whether it's like I go on stage to do stand-up or I go on stage to do improv or post something online and post like a comedy video or a TikTok yeah um, so I totally get where you're coming from do you want to be somebody who posts a lot of search traps um, I, I don't want to post too many. I just like want one, like sprinkles. I just like want sprinkles of thirst traps in my feed or in my grid, I should say, just so, you know, everyone can see all sides of you. Not that yeah. way, you know. <laughs> exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah. And you never know yeah. who comes across your profile, you know? Yeah. Here's the thing about me that I struggle with sometimes is I'm like, I'm waiting for like the perfect body almost or like, <laughs> um I'm like my body will be perfect one day <laughs> and I'm like let me just hold off on like posting a thirst trap until it gets there and then I'm like wait it's never it's always gonna be a work in progress like why am I just oh, like yeah. why don't I just like love myself so that's something exactly that's how I see it too like Liz shout out to Lizzo she's just posting thirst traps at all all day yeah. 
Okay. So good. Also, my clothes have been boring as hell lately. She has beautiful <laughs> uh, outfits. Yeah, she has the budget for that. Um, yeah, that is my one for my last thirst trap. That's like the one teddy that I own. I don't have. <laughs> that's, I don't own any others. Um, but once I make Lizzo money, I'll buy more. Yeah. I just yeah. Yeah, we can all hope. But okay. So moving on. Next question. Do you remember when we would go to comedy events at ASU when you were a student there, but I didn't even go there at the time? Yes, that's like <laughs> literally, that's like literally like what made me want to perform. I think that's so cool because I could, because you had the personality I felt, I've always felt you had the personality for comedy. I think that was just like, I don't know. It's like, like I think about this so often, Angela. It's like, if you mm -hmm. didn't do that, I like don't know where I would be right now. But I feel like you would have run into them at some point. Like, I feel like you would have been in, like they, okay, so there's these, there's these uh, comedy groups at the college, Arizona State University. For them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep in mind who may be watching this. Um, and this is where they would have like their sketch comedy shows, like one of the ASU comedy groups. Um, it used to be in the basement. I don't, I think they remodeled yeah. it. But like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's changed. But yeah, I was in that basement part of Memorial Union. Um, and I would, I reached out to you, I guess, about going to one of their shows and you like actually went with me. It was and, like Friday, like during like lunchtime-ish. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, it just, it was one of those moments where I wish like I would have went, I would have gone straight to ASU right, like right when I graduated high school. Cause I'm like, oh, I, I would have had the chance to like do all of this. But then when I think about it, I think I was too scared to like do something like that at the time. Like I liked watching them and seeing them have fun doing sketch comedy, but I don't think I would have had like the, the courage to do that at the time. It was just so, I was just so blown away. Like I truly, like growing up in Phoenix, like there was no like live anything, like live, mm -hmm. there was like concerts, but like nothing, no theater really. Like, I feel like comedy clubs were like, didn't, they existed, but it's like no one I knew went to them. No one, I feel like no one, who I knew, who they, like, even, like, two people, two degrees of separation away from me, from me, like, didn't really go see, like, live comedy or anything. Right. And so just, like, seeing, like, this, like, right in front of me, and they're, like, your same age, and you're just, like, holy shit, like, I could do this? Like, that's, yeah. that was what blew me away, and then that planted, like, a tiny little seed in my head, and I was, like, wait, I think I could, like, I want to, like, try this or whatever. I, 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 I eventually did try out for, like, the improv team totally definitely did not make it uh <laughs> i was I, so oh i'm so sorry but like i i also tried for the sketch comedy team because they had like i think at that point I, th I think i was posing as an asu student at the time because i had my asu um id <laughs> card i got it like because I, I think like one semester i was supposed to start asu but then i changed my mind and still and kept taking classes at community college um, but i, I so still had an asu id and so i had an id number and so i like auditioned and then they were just like giving you false hope during the whole thing. They're like, oh, we're looking, we're always, we need more girls. So yeah, totally audition or whatever. And then I didn't get in <laughs> either. I know. I think it was very, well, it's like, any, it was like very clicky. It was. I think it's just their core group of friends who mostly like got into the group. Yeah. It's like anything, but also like comedy in general is kind of clicky. So it's like, yeah. it's good training ground, I guess. Yeah. Just being rejected. For sure. Um. <laughs> What one thing that stands out to me is just how, how how like the risks they would take for their comedy. Like I was shocked, like the kind of stuff they would do on stage because like technically we're still 
like, well, everyone's like a student at that school. So the fact that they were like naked <laughs> on stage while they would hide their bit. Remember that one guy who like was getting a massage in the sketch? I don't know if you remember this, but um, he was basically underneath, naked underneath the sheet and on the massage table. And then at the very end of the sketch, they yanked the, the blanket off of him. So his bare up butt was showing to the audience. Do you not I, remember that? I don't remember. I remember. <laughs> I don't know. I remember. I forget what I remember, but I remember. <laughs> you remember just going with me. <laughs> I remember going and just like the feeling of being like, whoa. Yeah. But then yeah. also, when it, if I go too deep into my memory, I'm just reminded of like how much I did not like being there. <laughs> I want to leave this. Oh, Nancy. At the school and move. Oh, yeah. well, you eventually did it. So you got there. That's cool. Also, <laughs> My face is very shiny because I'm using Aquaphor on it, and so. Oh, what is it? A good moisturizer, Aquaphor? It's just like yeah, my skin gets really dry. Oh well, it's pretty cold out there, isn't it? So yeah. I don't blame you. Um, Aquaphor makes me think of when I got you know about my tattoo, right? I think so. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So when I first got this tattoo, like it was the bloodiest thing ever. Like it was embarrassing. Where. Cause I had, they put like a plastic, like saran wrap thing on it and tape it down. So like the blood stays in one place, but, uh -huh. but my blood would just like leak through the, the saran wrap and tape and just like run down my back. Oh my God. <laughs> I know it was a bloody mess and it was embarrassing. I had like a tank top so everyone behind me could see all the blood <laughs> on my back. Um, <laughs> like, are you okay? Man, we need to get to a hospital. Yeah, but like I was at the I was at Walgreens because they told me to get Aquaphor because Aquaphor is supposed to like help keep your tattoo moist or like I don't know like trap the. Moisture. I think it's just a very good like skin. It's almost like a neosporin type. It's like uh, a cross between like lotion and like a neosporin almost. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I put it on my the bloody wound on my back for my tattoo. <laughs> Wait, how could you even reach that far? Uh, it's just like in my upper back. Like just under oh, okay. my neck, so it's not that far of a reach. I just can't see it physically with my own eyes. I have to use a mirror. But uh, yeah, yeah, Aquaphor, man. That's my only experience with Aquaphor. I want to get a tattoo that says "Love is love," but every word is in it. <laughs> but every word is in a different font. Ooh, love is love. I like that. <laughs> you don't have to put love is love, love, love. What's that? Oh, because you then you wouldn't have to put the actual full quote from. Lin-Manuel Miranda because he's like love is love is love is love is that what you're is that the quote well that's what yeah what, what I think of when I hear that quote because that he said that in some acceptance speech at some award show oh I, I really don't know I feel like it's like very it was like very it was like a very powerful sentiment in the the gay community the okay. LGBTQ community like five he, years ago so he appropriated um, it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like he does everything <laughs> yeah Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I like that idea. Where would you get the tattoo? Right here. Like right here. Is that I cool? I like that idea. I was thinking like if I were to get another tattoo, I probably won't because it just doesn't fit who I am. Like people are shocked when they see this tattoo on my back because it makes me look like I'm in a street gang. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I know it's not really on brand for me, but if I were to get another tattoo, it would be some writing thing. Um, like yours, like love is love, but it would either be here or like, so, like right here. Cause I've seen people with tattoos, like on the side of their arm, like. That's so bold. Um, that's so bold because 
I don't know anything that's like always visible like my forearm I don't think I could ever do it like I have one on my thigh and it was supposed oh. to be in my it's very tiny it's like a flower but everybody thinks it's a bicycle gear <laughs> <laughs> a bicycle gear yes. <laughs> and I got it and I was like it'll be I'll put it high enough that like if I wear shorts you still can't really see it okay but when I went in to go get the tattoo um it was just like it the way the tattoo artist kept drawing it, I was like, that's not what I had in mind. And I kept like being like, no, something different. And then like, I sent her back like three times. And then she's like, after a while, I was like, I just felt bad. And I was like, I kind of just want to get at, get this over with. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, fine. That's cool. And so she like puts the tat, like this thing on my leg. She's like, is here okay? And I was like, I think so in my head. But then, like, when she was done, I looked at it in the mirror. I was like, this is, I actually wanted it in a different place. <laughs> <laughs> and then by then, it was too late. <laughs> by then, I was like, whatever. And then I was like, whatever. So now I just have to stand. But it's like, whatever. Yeah, I was kind of thinking of getting tattoo removal just because, like, it's so, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm proud to be, well, I'm proud of my roots. Like, I'm proud to be from Phoenix, Arizona, even though I didn't feel that way growing up. But, like, it's, just, it's always going to be a part of me since I live here and it's where I'm from. Um, but yeah. at the same time, it's just like too gangster for my brand. <laughs> I don't know. I guess if I want to feel like, like, look like I'm tough, I can just always show it off. And, but it, it's relatively easy to hide. Like it's on my upper back. So like I can, hair can hide it or like a shirt can hide it. It's just when but I, it's also, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, but it's also like, it's a little bit like, yeah, this is just like, whatever, like roll with the punch a little bit. That's how I feel about mm -hmm. this I guess um, I have that outlook. <laughs> but I don't know. Do you for sure. Um, yeah. That would know. cost extra money too. Like I, I was looking on Groupon for like tattoo removal deals and I'm just like, I don't really want to pay this much. <laughs> you go in with a group and you each have to split like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you get 10 minutes, you get 10 minutes. I know. But <laughs> I'm just going to accept it. And plus like, when you get a tattoo in a place that you can't even see, it's like you're kind of doing it for other people, like for other people to see. Like, is a tattoo like my eyes will never get to see unless I look in a mirror. But like, like if you had a tattoo, like you can see with your own two eyes, like it's like for you. I yeah, know. actually, that was what was most painful about the one I have. It's like every for a long time, I was like every time I looked down, I was like reminded, I was like this mistake, <laughs> a constant reminder. <laughs> of your regrets <laughs> yeah I was like this is is this what it's like to have like a baby that's like <laughs> you didn't really want You're just I know. Like, <laughs> and they look like the they look like the person that you wish you never had a baby <laughs> oh my god yeah I really like it I reminded of that tattoo artist who like didn't really succeed in drawing a cactus <laughs> exactly uh that's what I wonder about my like for me because because like for me I was born out of wedlock and sometimes like growing up, my family would say, oh, you look like your dad. And I'm just wondering if my mom is just like, oh, that guy. I had she a <laughs> face in my face. Uh, but anyway. Um, okay. So we addressed, um, if you remember going to comedy shows with me um, at ASU. Oh, one other thing I wanted, one, one other show I wanted to remind you of. Remember, remember when we went to go see Theo Vaughn perform at ASU? it was like an outdoor yes, thing yes 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 I didn't know he was gonna be famous like I that's one of the podcasts I listened to is his the uh this past weekend podcast 
because he that's yeah. podcast but I had no idea he would like blow up like he's like one of the big podcasters now but I remember yeah. saying when you told me to go see him I remember thinking like the guy from fucking road rules or whatever, <laughs> or whatever MTV show he was from yeah and then like a few years later you would see him like popping up at comedy clubs and I'm just like yeah. okay it kind of right. makes sense but then when you think about it it's like the type of personality that like would go on like um like a like a competition game show is the type of person who like does want to be in like showbiz and like yeah and like comedy makes sense so i was like oh, okay once i like took the once i backtracked like, mm-hmm. everything i was like okay i get it makes sense yeah but it's something he tries to like sweep under the rug when people like whenever because i listen to podcasts where they talk about him being annoyed i think it was some bobby lee one of bobby lee's podcasts but he just shares a memory of how Theo Vaughn got mad at him because he kept introducing him as like the road rules guy or you've probably yeah. uh the real world please welcome Theo Vaughn and then he'll like talk with him after the show saying I, he's like I wish you didn't do that or whatever like he just gets mad if he's hilarious like, it but it's like I don't know what you want me to say you're from owning a owning a Prius like <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know you from is the real world exactly just take the credit <laughs> but um so yeah, there's that, those memories. Um, good, good, good. All right, next question. Um, okay, we were talking about thirst trap and tech thirst traps, and technically this whole episode is revolves around thirst traps. Um, right. Now that you're you have a few thirst traps under your belt, um, do you think you'll be starting an OnlyFans? I do have one, but it's not active. <laughs> so okay, I beat you to the punch. Okay, it's, um, it's at Native Feet and i went <laughs> to scope it out <laughs> there's nothing there what's embarrassing is that like through that account like early in pandemic i subscribed to a bunch of only fans accounts oh you did yeah and i i was like wait i was like shouting i was like jokingly like telling people to follow me on only fans but i was like wait <laughs> they're seeing like what type of stuff i'm into because like you can oh, see <laughs> who else I'm subs- yeah and i was like okay i need to like end all subscriptions <laughs> um make them private exactly um so i don't really see a world in which i'm regularly updating it though okay i just like look at that lifestyle and i'm just like it just seems such a uh drag a little mm. bit i'm like what am i gonna do tell jokes like <laughs> yeah well I'll subscribe to that we'll pay five dollars a month to see oh what's brian got next <laughs> i don't know i think it's it sounds fun to be like all i gotta do is just like be sexy and then have money but it's like that sounds that like sounds cool for like a week but then after that you're just like this is like not fulfilling at all i'm like not <laughs> i'm like not fulfilled i i just like i'm I don't know. It's like I might have money, but it's just like all, I'm spending all of my time just making this sexy content. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Drag. Yeah, I'm sure, like there, it would be like taxing you after a while, and especially with the kind of like I don't know patrons that like attracts or you know like gravitates like they're they're on the creepy side, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I which is totally cool <laughs> you're like i'm <laughs> creeps. but yeah um th- that reminds me i remember getting an email notification about like um somebody had tried to start 
and OnlyFans using my email address. Like, I don't know how legit it was from the OnlyFans website, but it was just some random chick. And she's like, uh, this is an email or an automatic email, just confirming that you want to, this is your right email address and to start an OnlyFans account or whatever the email said. Is your email pretty like general? No, it's like my name. Specific. Yeah. So it's just like, um, but I wonder that's kind of like, that's semi-general. I guess. Girl, just be another Angelie. No, the girl like had a completely different name than me though. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know how that happened, but I obviously like deleted it or canceled canceled it, whatever. So she wouldn't use my email address as a login. But yeah, <laughs> that was really weird. That's my like mo- my biggest interaction with OnlyFans. Um. All right. Next question. Also, wait, I have one more thing to say about Yeah, OnlyFans. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I'm like really thinking about like what I was watching and who I was watching. Uh-huh. It's such a, um, it's like you learn so much about these people's lives a little bit. And it's like, okay. that's what's weird is like, it's very humanizing about them. And it's like, I don't want to know you as a person. It's like, I just want to be like, I want thirst trap version. They want to objectify you rather than. Yeah, I just want the thirst trap version of you. I don't want to like know that you have to like run to the store later and like. <laughs> it's like it's With like your- married. I was following like this like married gay couple and like they were like <laughs> and they were just like have um yeah they were just like have like conversations about like they're like okay um gotta get the day started now or whatever and I'm like this is I'm like wow this is like so is this what my future is gonna be like like, it's like so like so with your experience they were you saw people like mostly like posting vlogs just like vlogging an everyday part of their no after they had sex they wouldn't have small talk oh And you're like, I did not sign up for this small talk. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I'm not going to turn it off because that's almost juicier than, like, the sex. It's like... <laughs> the, the tea. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like you really get the into the nitty-gritty of it all. Yeah. That but that's, sense. like, that's so... I think just, like, human beings in general kind of bum me out. It's like, if I the more I learn about somebody, the more I'm just like, wow, we're all just, like, deeply flawed and sad. Myself included. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I feel like it's more in a way more of a relief to me because like some people just seem like they have it all together but when you see the little crack you know the crack in the the whole I don't know what if there's an expression for it we just see a little crack in the perfection of everything it's just yeah but that 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 gives you relief see I when I see that crack I'm just like a little bit bummed but also a little (laughs) bit what is it schadenfreude yeah where you yeah pleasure from other people's myths uh um, yeah i move i go straight past relief and down to pleasure i'm like (laughs) (laughs) you get off on (laughs) yeah i'm like hell yeah you suck too uh yeah that's that's (laughs) how i see it yeah i need to be in therapy yeah i want to be a better yeah same i want to be a better person and like empathize with someone who has it who seems perfect like meet their demise but then at the same time like I don't know it feels good anyway I don't know if that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay Brian 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 okay next question okay so 
we know you're a stand-up comedian in New York City. What's the stand-up comedy scene like there? Um, take us, like, what's it like? Is it, like, competitive? Is it cutthroat? Is it supportive? Like, what's it like to be in that scene? I mean, like, well, now in the pandemic, there's, like, no scene. There's, yeah. like, a handful of Zoom shows, but, like, I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but pre, and I'm guessing, what's up? Pre-COVID, pre-shutdown. It's just, like, it's huge. It's enormous. It's, like, mm-hmm. so, so big mm-hmm. and a little bit overwhelming if you are just, like, dropped into the middle of it and you're just, like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Um, but once you've spent, like, a ton of time in it, like, years, like, I feel like I've, yeah, I've been here years, and it's just, like, you really, you find, you, like, really, you can, like, compartmentalize each little like scene in the place and you're just like Mm -hmm. there's like oh there's like this like there's like Manhattan is like a thing and then like in Manhattan there's like the East Village and then there's like the like the very like West Villagey like professional like comedy celery type and then Mm -hmm. it's just like and then like in Brooklyn there's like the kind of like the queer comedy scene and then like Mm -hmm. like the hipster cool scene and then just like the uh the people that have been doing it for like 15 years but are like still here kind of and it's oh. just like but they like never really made it <laughs> the sad scene yeah that's me <laughs> um but it's just like yeah it's just like there's so many different things and it's like they're so every type like every type you can imagine exists there's like the cutthroat okay. type exists there's like the the fun whatever exists it's like the hobbyists kind of are there it's just like it's it's everything it's like everything you could want is here okay it's just like a, it's just a matter of like figuring out like what it is you want to do and how you ex- how you want to exist in it got it like do you think like um it's hard to like because I was like trying to picture it in my head because I'm at a, you're probably familiar with this website called like I think it's called badslava.com where it lists all the comedy open mics around the yeah. city um, I recently found out about that website on the podcast, but I was looking at it and I was looking at like the Phoenix scene and there's just like a handful of like um, restaurants or clubs listed where they advertise like when, when their open mic is. And then I was looking at the New York um, scene or part of the website and there's like hundreds, it seems like of like places that do open mics. Like there's just hundreds of places to like perform in any given day of the week. It's insane. Like that was... <clears throat> When I first moved here, I made it a point to like go to every single one that was listed on that website. Oh wow! And some of them are—it's so funny how bad some of them are. Really? Um, yeah, it's insane. You're just like this is like some of them. You would be like, you pay ten dollars and like have to buy like a drink at the bar or something, and then you're there and you're just like, it's like three people and that's oh, that's brutal. Yeah, it's like so, but I'm like. I just wanted to like my curiosity I'm one of those people who like doesn't um who needs to experience something no matter how many times somebody will tell me something that is like good or bad or something I'm just like well I have to experience it for myself so that way I like know yeah uh First but, yeah and so it's just like I don't know it's <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> yeah I'm, I can imagine um I don't know just like from the handful of podcasts based in New York I've listened to I just like I, I just I guess because they have their own little click going on so it seems like there's not that many people in the scene but I'm sure like every aspiring 
like comedian who was funny in their hometown like like flocks to new york city or at least they did before the pandemic to like it's get that is, that's what's so crazy i don't really like take pleasure in this anymore um <laughs> but i remember <laughs> i've but i remember there used to be a time where like you'd be at an open mic and then like somebody like from yeah somebody from wherever like in the middle of the country would be like so i just moved here and then there's like no applause because like nobody cares <laughs> and then, like but they're, yeah but they're like expecting an applause and they're like oh no applause or whatever oh, and then like wow. they would that person would like go into like their like hot material that like kills at wherever they're from uh-huh. and then everyone here was like would just be like not laugh and then they oh. would, you would see their confidence crumble so, <laughs> so vividly like they're like they're you can see it on their face that they're like I'm put I got rid of everything like I my life <laughs> wow I changed my entire life to be here and no one's laughing at me and I, I don't get any pleasure from this anymore but there was a time in my life where I was like lol <laughs> I bet <laughs> It's nice to see someone so cocky get humbled. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then it was like truly a matter of like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then it was just interesting to see like if you ended up seeing that person around a lot, like they would stick it through or if they mm-hmm. would like just like disappear. Oh. That's what's scary too is that you see there's so many people here, but like to see people that you see around a lot and then they do like fade away, you're just like, damn, I hope that doesn't happen to me. Oh yeah, well, you made it there, or you've been there forever. How long have you lived in New York now? Like seven years. Dang, that's so awesome. You're living so the dream sad. now. I, if I could live in New York, well, when the pandemic's over, I would. That would be like awesome. Like I just want to like, cause you get to experience that whole scene, like the whole New York comedy scene. Like there's people in other cities who wish they could be where you're at. So yeah, but it's like other cities is like. Other cities, I mean, like, I never appreciated this at the time, but I remember hearing, like, you, it's cool to start in another city or whatever, because you can, like, do whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, no, I want to leave. I just want to get to New York. But I think it's, like, cool to, like, be in another city because you can, I don't, there's just, like, more freedom. Also, you can start your own thing. Like, so many things, so a big part of any, a big part of comedy is just like starting your own thing whether it's like a mic or a show or something it's like you really uh-huh. just think you just start your own whatever it is you want to do start out by starting your own version of that thing mm-hmm. and that's so much easier to do in a city where there isn't a lot of comedy because when you try to start something here in New York it's like everyone's like it's been every bar every restaurant every performance venue like they're like yeah we've been approached by so many comedy people and it's never it like very rarely works out so they're just like no we're over it and then if you actually do get somebody to say yes it's like people here are like they're like there's like 20 billion comedy shows and like the one you have like isn't even that good why would I come to it (laughs) and so (laughs) and so it's like if you're in this city with like people it's like you have the opportunity to actually like create your own thing and like get people to come to it and that's like that's that's one something that like people uh or I wish like I knew how to do yeah because like learning how to get people to come to your thing and like developing an audience or whatever is like Mm -hmm. a skill too and just being funny yeah for sure I didn't think about that 
yeah, just it just seemed, well, there are a lot of people in New York City, so I can only imagine like how many people have the same dream as you, <laughs> and, like fighting for the same spaces to like host their comedy event or to perform. And then, it's like once a new venue uh, opens up for like a, a new bar that like looks cool, you're just like, oh my god, and you go in and you're like, oh my god, has there, mm-hmm. and then you're like, is there a con- or, like it'll be open a week and then you'll go in the bathroom and you'll see like a flyer already for like a comedy show and you're just like oh wow people are (laughs) yeah it's like yeah so like pretty much comedy shows are like stand-up comedy open mics there is do you say do you think they're just as plentiful as like yoga studios are like or starbucks is (laughs) like yeah i would say way more than yoga studios yeah it's almost like a starbucks situation oh wow or you just find any comedy mic in any corner essentially because it's just like like I literally feel like every single bar in New York City has has either had comedy or currently has comedy oh wow it's just part of the culture I guess it is and bar bars hate it oh they hate it because they're like they've either been burned by it or it's they're just like why am I giving you why am I letting you use my space for free or whatever oh yeah and just like sitting there with just nursing one drink just to perform on stage rather than like yeah. getting away for a new customer and it's so funny because like if you start a show like to start a show in a bar and be like hey we're having comedy in five minutes people mm-hmm. will just leave because they're like we actually don't want to listen to this <laughs> <laughs> you're like we want to hang out with our friends and listen. yeah we're trying to talk and you're telling you're gonna tell us to be quiet no <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny oh wow that's all interesting interesting oh um by the way, um, while we're on the topic of the comedy scene in New York, um, do you remember when I was in New York City in 2019 for my cousin's like uh, NYU graduation and I tried to go to your show, uh, the, the one that you were in, but then I, I missed your set when we got there? Yes, on the roof, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, man. It was I so- remember that. Yeah, yeah it was another memory I have from that day or that night was like how cold it was on the roof. Like I had wore, I wore my like um, Lisa Frank sweater or whatever and yeah. it was gonna keep me warm and I was like freezing and it was crazy because the comic whoever was performing when I got there was talking about it's a little cooler now or it's a little warmer now and I'm like what We're, I'm like freezing my ass off and he's like saying how much warmer it is now yeah because it was like May if it was your cousin's graduation it was May yeah and um I remember yeah I remember that night that was like fun I think yeah I remember I had a bad set okay so I didn't miss I remember that. I remember there's like a photographer was there and the photographer got a bunch of photos from the point of view of like behind me okay. so you saw my back but then you saw the audience's faces <laughs> but then all of the faces in the photos were just like not smiling or even <laughs> laughing like one face was like this some people were like <laughs> squinching at me <laughs> it was like oh my god it wasn't a flattering reaction is your what you're saying yeah well, you know it could have been like the setup part of the joke when he took those not that they were up. all well there was like 10 photos of all setups no pun <laughs> <laughs> all the photos were like oh <laughs> but oh man yeah if I, if I lived in New York City, I would totally go to your shows, but I'm not, so. You say that, but then it, that wears off. <laughs> but know. then also, I don't hold it against people either, because I know what it feels like. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll go to, like, one or two, but, like, when people have, like, friends or, like, 
boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever and they come to every single one I'm just like that's love like (laughs) truly to have to keep coming to something over and over is like fucked up almost yeah and here are the same exact jokes where you know how they all end yeah yeah that is real love right there (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah I mean it's like the same thing here like I remember like um I was part of this improv group here in Phoenix and they were very pushy about like getting people to come to our Thursday night show Uh and they were like kind of like not aggressive about it but just kind of adamant about it and it's just like you can only get your friends and family to go to the go to your shows like so often Uh, then it just becomes like a chore I feel like like I feel like that was just like a high expectation like too high of an expectation inviting a family is one of my greatest fears because you haven't done it because I've done it but it's just like I'm like they only know even pre-comedy it was like they only know like very quiet whatever me oh right and uh, to just like let them see like full-blown me is like it's like thirst trap a little bit it's like a different version of that it's like I'm like I'm letting you guys in on a part of me like don't be weird right Uh, (laughs) I see that um yeah I feel like um well I don't know it's kind of easy to be unfiltered with my family at times but some some topics are kind of uncomfortable um well no that's not true it depends on the family member to be honest I feel like there's some family members I couldn't do certain things in front of but at a certain point it's just like I'm like if I really 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 want to do this and like what I want to like say and write about or whatever then I'm like I gotta just not 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 care but like just be like fine with them whatever mm-hmm. got it <laughs> yeah well I mean can they like go on one of your like zoom shows or watch videos of you on YouTube I'm sure they have and I would never ask them if they have or haven't but um oh. yeah I'm just like I don't know if they want to talk about it I'm open to talking about it but I'm never gonna like bring it up to anybody right like that's on them yeah gotcha I totally get that though um okay so well we weren't even speaking about New York City but going back to New York City um have you had any interesting interactions with any famous comedians while in New York City like because I'm sure like you've probably run into them because don't they drop in on certain places um those famous comedians Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any yeah. interactions with people? Or just like maybe you saw them in person at a event you went to or show. Or is that like uncommon? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like who uh I almost ran into David Schwimmer on my bicycle. You did? yeah and that had, it was it wasn't it wasn't like stand-up comedy related it was just in the street somewhere yeah I was like going to work one morning and then I like was pedaling and then he was like crossing a crosswalk and then oh. he had like a coffee in his hand and then I like I must have scared him because then he looked over and was like oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, had a Ross reaction yeah <laughs> um, it was for sure him it had to have been okay I mean, I guess he lives in New York and friends. What about you? Do you see Britney anywhere? No, she's not there anymore. Britney Spears? Yeah. In Phoenix? I used to live there a lot. In Phoenix? 
I feel like in high school or college, everyone would be like, I, she was at Scottsdale Mall. Oh, no, I don't recall. I, I'd hear people say like Napoleon Dynamite lived or the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite lived. John in- Heater? Yeah, that guy. Oh my God. In high school, I remember people saying like they saw him at a store like that he lived in Phoenix, but not Bernie Spears. I always felt she lived in like Thousand Oaks, California, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, famous people. Um in phoenix i feel like more so in L- when i lived in la i would run into like quasi famous people um i guess i'll just say it because well i don't even think you know him but there's this comedian named uh, michael longfellow do you know who that is yeah yeah i know him oh, okay yeah he was like on some nbc show for his comedy and um, he's from arizona but i went to some open mic in la some random weekend i think yeah it was a weekend um, and he was like doing jokes about Arizona and um, how he's from there and whatnot. And so that's why he stood out to me because he was from also from Arizona. Um, and I didn't think much of it. I just like approached him after the time, like, oh, hey, I'm from Arizona. Or, like, good job. And he's like, oh, yeah, good job, too. But it was just like, you know, polite stuff. Yeah. Then, like, I didn't think about it. And then all of a sudden I see like, I don't know what, where I like stumbled upon him on the Internet. But I think I want to say it was like probably some house of comedy like a uh, targeted promotion or whatever on Facebook. I'm like, oh, that looks like the guy. Like, oh, that is the guy I ran into at that open mic. And he had the same joke. So it was him because he had the same jokes about how his dad voted for Trump. But then since his dad pays his insurance, he's like, okay, I'm cool with it because he paid <laughs> for insurance. But um, yeah, so then that's how I knew it was him. Um, but yeah, I went to his show at the House of Comedy last month in January. Um, so that's like quasi famous to me. Wait, is House of Comedy still open and they're still doing shows? Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, I went to a show last month. Um, yeah, all the comedy shows or comedy venues are open here. That's why I like all the big comics. Like I saw Joe Coy, uh, last month also. Uh, Wait, are they like indoors though? Yeah. Serving food. people wearing masks? Yeah, but like, you were people, there's people walking around without them too. Oh my God. <laughs> like that's... it's not like heavily enforced. It's like we're, we kind of just don't give a fuck. <laughs> that is so crazy. I know. Um, it's way different in New York and California. Um, yeah. I'm like, so I like still take the subway to like places, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so crazy. Have you gotten it? What's that? Have you gotten COVID yet or not? No, yet? I'm terrified. Oh yeah. I haven't Have you? It. No. I know a lot of people who have and who've recovered and I've been around them and nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people I know who had it, had it really early. Oh, when it first came out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I'm so terrified that I'm like, (sighs) yeah, I just want the V vaccine. Yeah, get that vaccine, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay, so where was I? Okay, so we talked about running into famous people. Didn't really run. Yeah, we, neither of us had any really any stories. Um, <laughs> but I'll give I'll uh, close things out with this final question. Uh, what advice do you have for any aspiring stand-up comedians who may be listening to this, who can't decide on how to get started? What would you tell them? Um, I mean, like, I feel like I've heard so much stuff 
I feel like if uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what the obvious answers are and avoiding those obvious answers. Oh, cliche answers. Yeah. Yeah. I do think a big, a really useful thing, because when I tried to start in Phoenix, is like I went to a handful of open mics and every single one I was like, this is not for me. It was like everyone there was like middle aged. <laughs> You're their the wives audience. yeah their wives were like in the audience they were like pointing oh, to them wow. as they did punchlines or whatever and I'm just oh, like wow. and then or it was like they were like very like dirt baggy it was like very like the entire place was just like people who like truly did not want anything to do with me just based on like that I wasn't like a white dirt bag like them <laughs> oh, they like um frat guys yeah it was like frat or it was just like whatever like the community college version of that is. <laughs> yeah and, and I remember just like I was like this is not no matter how much I like come here or whatever it was like I know that they're not gonna like bring me into the fold and I honestly don't even want to be brought into that fold yeah. so it's just like just like make whatever you want there which is like really difficult to do a little bit but it's um I think that's like super super useful it's just like wherever you are and you don't like and like the the space or like the thing that you have in your head like doesn't exist and just like figure out a way to do it on your own whether it's like a monthly or a weekly whatever show mic whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. um I would say do that because it's like you just like learn a lot it's like a crash course in like a little bit of everything that like you'll need later on you know it's like yeah you need to be funny but you also need to be good with like hosting and like being good at like promoting and being good at like communicating with like venue owners or whatever yeah yeah it's just like a little you get a taste of everything and like that's super useful and um yeah i would say that solid advice Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. All right. Um, I don't know where we are in time. I think we're like, does this show like how long we've been recording? No, not really. I um, messaged you at 2.13 to 2:13. say. Oh, okay. Or you messaged me at 2.13. I'm looking at the yeah. chat. I think we started at like 2.23. So I guess we're, yeah, reaching the end here. Um, to close it all out, how can people find you on social media and what would you like to promote? Mm, you can find me on social media (laughs) (laughs) where can they find your thirst traps uh at native feet on (laughs) (laughs) on only fans no Um, i'm at brian underscore bahi my last name yes um on twitter insta and tiktok but i don't use tiktok at all i need to try to use it more yeah that's a good it's a good place to post stand-up clips because yeah, a lot of eyes will see them. I know. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Just those two. Twitter, Insta. Cool, cool. Awesome. All right. And then to close out every episode, I'm trying to do this for every episode. So we wrap up every episode by saying class dismissed together. So I will count us down. So in three, two, one, class dismissed. Did you even say it? I whispered it. <laughs> I wanted it to be like ASMR. 
I love it. You're listening to Angelique Academy Podcast.